Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Bradley Ellis. Hi. Michael Damiani. Hi. Brandon Jones. Go Dodgers. And on the switcher, Ian Hink. <laughs> wow, you guys are all so loud right now. I'm just enthusiastic <laughs> right now. I wasn't peeking, was I? It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Good stuff. Uh, it's time to play Recruit Me. This is where patrons Ooh, of Easy right. Allies submit RPG characters to join our party. This Brad's mission. excited. I love Recruit Me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This comes from Rizzlemind17. I am the leading expert in sweat alchemy who can produce <laughs> sweat that can both increase and decrease random encounters on the field. Okay. 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 My sweat is odorous and persistently intrusive to the senses. Okay. Good right. to know. At my best, I can attract rare monsters otherwise impossible to find or repulse mighty enemies from attacking. Mm. My name is Ekron Malatos. Would you have me join this party? It's a pretty unique ability. I like that. Sweat alchemy is something I'm new to. Yeah. Yeah. It's odorless? No, it's no, odorless. Very much not. Sorry. Odorous. Oh, yes. Well, it's like pugnant. What's the odor, though? Bad. Sweat. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta assume it's a bad yeah, smell. I mean, in this room, I don't have no idea what sweat smells like. Intrusive to the senses, to me, implies it's very bad. All right. Yeah. How do you well, not uh, know what sweat smells like? It's body odor. Also, there's random encounters now? That's not what I was yes. talking about. Are we, are we about playing like oh, a 16-bit oh. video game, or is this D&D, or what? It's the fantasy world we live in, Jones. Right, but I, th- I, I thought it was just kind of a tabletop. But yeah, the dice, I thought it was a tabletop vibe. All right, here it is. But we have random encounters now. Of course we have random and we're, encounters. And we're, we're, we're bringing in epic loot. Through. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to accept this party member. Okay. But I will just wear something over my face if he stays. You're going to wear it for the entire yeah. Kyle, time we're adventuring. We're talking rare monsters here, man. I do you have any idea what we could get from this? The rare yeah. monsters is why yeah. I said, like, yes. why I even brought I'm it in. And like, if he dies, so what? Mm-hmm. I think Ekron is a woman. I'm going to if go. If she Ekron. dies, yeah. so oh. what? Yeah, I'm. I'm okay with this because, like, I don't think the rest of us smell that great to begin with. I don't Jones, think this world probably smells that oh, good. Right, but like, we don't like at the inn. There's not like a big bath. Yeah, right. I get what you're saying. No, there is. Oh, this is a, a stinky yeah. time to yeah. be alive. I think. Okay. Yeah, dude. So yeah, Jones. Was so anything like the you know the Middle Ages? It's no. We have to presume we smell <laughs> at least pretty good because th- this has there has what? to be some drawback to this. You know what I mean? This person does have to stink. I'm taking these people as they come, and I, you know, I'm <laughs> my 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 image of this world is it's sweaty to begin with. Damiani, are you cool with Ekron? I like I like those abilities. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's unique because uh, I've actually heard that uh, some people like you might think the odor stinks to their body odor might stink to everyone else. Mm-hmm. So some people. Certain people's body odors. <laughs> the pheromones. Yeah, it's yeah, how maybe. you find out you're really attracted to somebody. <laughs> yeah. What if one of us is like, ah, that's my that's jam. I'm trying earlier, to find man. a romance angle here. <laughs> what if they smell good to us? Yeah. <laughs> what if they're like a weird alien and they smell like chocolate or something? Uh, Ian, are you cool with Akron in the party? Uh, as someone with an extremely active sense of smell, I want to say no, but uh, yeah, getting rare stuff that you can't get otherwise is pretty good. So yeah, I'll just have to like stay stay upwind. Okay, all right. Ekrin is in the party. We'll see Excellent. if she survives at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Time for corrections. Begin corrections music, please. Uh, Skyforge was one of the Obsidian games we talked about. It was developed by Allod's team in collaboration with Obsidian Entertainment. Got it. Okay. Got that. Uh, OLED apparently not good for gaming yet and so we were talking about oled screens on the switch and how cool that would be yeah apparently there's like severe burn-in on oled really yes 
What, do you, what Damiani? You were acting like that was obvious. I mean, most I mean most gaming monitors you, you go IPS and you go LED with that or LCD. You don't. Yeah, uh, you don't like, do it. All I do, OLED will look nice, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking more of uh, like competitive gaming, like latency, all that stuff. Mm, like, yes, those are hurts. usually the the ones you stick with. OLED is usually just the more pricey, looks nice, but better blacks. Yeah, yeah but I feel like it's better for like an editor or something. Someone trying to like like edit like. Stuff on like for photo editing, and, and stuff it's like good that. for movies. But apparently, yeah. it's it's burning is severe if you're playing games, even huh. like some mm. cell phones. With actually, yeah, that. I didn't know about My that. My cell yeah, phone got mad burning. Yeah. All yeah. right, that's interesting. Yeah, that's so kind of like the, the old plasma TVs. Yeah, exactly. They did the same thing. Yeah. So OLED tech not quite there for for video games. Probably not the best idea for Switch. Mm. Is what we learned. Uh, Google's Project Stream. Oh, so we actually had people in the comments and even on uh, Love and Respect who were part of the beta. Oh, nice. So we have some awesome. input about cool. Project Stream. Generally, this is generally what I've collected from everybody. Very little input lag. Oh. But that comes at the cost of frame rate, which isn't 60 frames per second all the time. And it comes at the cost of image quality, which I actually like. Basically, it's a flexible image quality, kind of like when you're streaming anything. Looks like Netflix. Yeah, yeah, so it'll get grody, but it will maintain the frame rate kind of, and it will maintain low input lag. And so generally kind of a lot of positive hmm. input about uh, Project Stream. Yeah, if, again, if this was Destiny, if this was something where it's like I'm logged in through Google and it's on my PS4, my Xbox, my PC or whatever, and I'm just on the road and I can just like, I don't have to set up anything. I can literally just open it up, type in an address, log in, boom. Yeah. You know, I'm playing the game. Yep. So yeah, it's cool. It's hmm. cool to see a lot of people who are really into cool. it. Uh, I mixed up again. This might be the fourth or fifth time this has happened. Take two and 2K. Take Two owns 2K. I got it. I got it. I got I mean, this. I can understand why it's confusing. It's just, it's yeah. so confusing, Brad. So many twos. So many twos. It's <laughs> enough. You should rebrand. Okay. Oh, lastly, we have a lot of out of touch commenters. Oh. Some people who just again with the commenter abuse. Yeah, they just don't know slang. Touche is short for touche. <laughs> Touche is what cool people say. Touche is for fogies. And corrections music, please. Dude, touche is something I'd expect to hear out of like a Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> yeah, touche. Yeah. It's on the it's on the poster, yeah. dude. Just, yeah, touche. Step Brothers. It's just called touche. Touche yeah. and Step Brothers. That's his for name. Touche. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jones, uh, put Huber's feet to the fire on those those Ferrell movies. Okay, he's got to watch eight Will Ferrell movies. He's never tu- he hasn't touched. How, one. how about he restores his vision first, and then oh. we can focus oh. on Will Ferrell. No. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a hot button issue? No, I loved it. It's a I've hot been button busy. issue. Huber unblinds himself. He needs glasses, damn it. It's a safety. It's because how is he going to appreciate yeah. those Will Ferrell films? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless he can, you know, see him in 20 blacks. I like this. I like that we're talking about Huber's safety because <laughs> of this week's big old topic Good on the podcast. Good transition. Yes. Because oh. uh, what happened this week? There was an interview with Dan Hauser, a co-founder of Rockstar, mm-hmm. and basically it kicked off a whole conversation that we're going to have on the podcast. Finally. <laughs> Something I, I frequently you know, look over, brush aside, and that is crunch in video games. Uh, uh, people doing excessive overtime, people killing themselves to make the video games that we play. But let's start with that headline. Let's go back to where this all started this week at least. Um so, uh, Vulture was the publication, the, the website that was interviewing the Housers, uh, who never do interviews. Um, never. Almost never. Almost never, yeah. Uh, yeah extremely never rare. And so, yeah, this is why. <laughs> That's, this is the last one. Uh, because just any quote can be turned into a headline. Um, but uh, I, get, I get where people 
come out of this. Let me just read it directly. Let me read you the quote that created the stir. The polishing, rewrites, and re-edits Rockstar does are immense. We were working 100-hour weeks several times in 2018, Dan Hauser says. The finished game includes 300,000 animations, 500,000 lines of dialogue, and many more lines of code. Even for each Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer and TV commercial, we probably made 70 versions, but the editors may make several hundred. Sam and I will both make... Yeah, Sam and I will both make both make lots of suggestions, as will other members of the team. Sam and I will both make lots of suggestions as well. Okay, sorry, that is the end of the quote. Sorry, there was extra words. I don't know if that was me or Vulture. Um, uh, that whole quote turned into Rockstar, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 developers worked 100-hour weeks. That is the headline you mm-hmm. pull from that. And that is where this all began. And th- because it, it's... It's weird. I mean, obviously, it says we worked 100-hour weeks a couple of t- or a few times, right? A few times in 2018, we, we worked 100-hour weeks. It's very clear to me he's talking about that small team, which he did reiterate to Kotaku later on in the week or maybe even that day. But it opened this whole can of worms where it's like, let's talk about, uh, you know, developers pushing – sorry, publishers pushing developers too much, companies pushing people to work too many crazy hours. I have to say, before we get into all that – I would not want to be an editor for the Housers. This to me, like the way he describes, like we did dozens and dozens of edits. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I think we've all been in the room where a producer just kind of walks in and goes like, ah, would it be better with this shot? And you're like, ah, yeah. And you can imagine those poor editors working a hundred hours a week. Mm -hmm. Just like, ah, would it be better if we cut now? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll try it. I'll try that too. You know what I mean? Like I, you get the sense of, who these, the perfectionists these people like, are. The editors are working 100 hours, or is it just the writers? No, so the, the officially, the re- reiterated quote is that it's just uh, like a four, the, the head writers, the four head writers okay. were the people officially working those 100-hour weeks. And then he also said that senior-level people would sometimes work longer if they felt like it, but they never forced anyone to do that. Mm. Right. So those are the Basically. facts we have, you know, but I think what... Where this all comes from, why it's still controversial this week, is we know that probably other people on the staff did work 100-hour weeks, sure. right? Uh, that it still does happen in gaming. It happened with Telltale. It happened with Obsidian. You know what I mean? It happened with the, the studios we talk about every single week. Uh, it's, it's a pervasive in the video game industry. And the thing is, nobody has a clear solution, you know? Like, unions are a clear solution, but nobody seems to be really attaching to themselves to that. And so, uh, I don't know, panel. I don't know where to start this conversation. I can start it somewhere. Please, Jones. Uh, don't gloat. <laughs> you know, it's like... Don't gloat about your 100... I, yeah, I think that's you know, part it's, of it, yes. It's, uh, and, and this happens with marketing sometimes, where, like, games will talk... Or, like, Final Fantasy fourteen. you know? It's like, when that got rebooted, they were very, like, we screwed up, you know? and But imagine if they had the attitude of, like you know, we, this, we meant to do that. Like we were testing everybody. It was a beta actually, you know, you're like, no, 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 be honest with us. Mm -hmm. And so them coming forward and some of the things that they've said later, uh, you know, just has the attitude of just like, what, this is just kind of how it happens. And you're Mm -hmm. like, well, you want to try to not to do that. You know, you want to hope that that doesn't happen. You want to just stretch out more of your game development. And and it's funny because they were talking about deadlines a lot. And this is a developer that takes like a decade to make a game. And so you're like, what, you know, I wonder what, when they set their deadlines, like, you know, we can't look at their financials, but it's just like, why is it so crazy important? Could Red Dead Redemption 2 have come out next year 
and you know still been okay. Yeah, I like, get you. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the big thing, and that, and I think that's somewhere where we can start. Where uh, it's not that you know this is like some some crazy expose. Although I would love to read something like that. Uh, uh, Schreier said he was yeah. working on it. And yeah, he's yeah. like, well, now you know, better time than ever to mm-hmm. to wrap up the story that I've been doing. Uh, I'm very curious to dive into that. Um, but I just think we're talking about it. It's nice to have a discussion, and I think maybe us talking about this will lead. You know, Rockstar is having an internal discussion. You know, some other companies are probably having an internal discussion. So it's just nice to like have reminders of this every now and then. Of yeah, like, oh, that's a bad example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe somewhere we can start. Sure. People in our position, though, it's like not not a lot you can do. No, I mean we could talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it is a thing where the more you talk about it, the more you, it becomes a thing. Uh, it, it is not to me a controversial subject because I think nobody wants people to crunch. Nobody wants people to kill themselves to make games. You know, even like, even, yeah, I just, you know, you want them to mm-hmm. have good lives. And this is where, like, it's kind of an interesting subject. And it's just like, we're about to talk about, like, lives. You know, your livelihoods. You know, people enjoying the one life that they have uh, just to make video games for us. And, and so it is strange to think of that balance, to think of what people want, what people work for, what people don't want, and what's irresponsible to let people do. Yeah. And I think that's really a part of it, too. I feel like everyone just has a mentality like as that's just the way it is kind mm-hmm. of thing in the game industry. Like that's just the way it is. You got to kind of deal with it. Like I would obviously want them to step away from that though, but I just like, I don't know how to go do it. People just got to talk about, it, I guess like what you said, but I just like, that's just the vibe I get from it. You know, like, Oh, you get in the game industry. You just, you know, work tons of hours. Sometimes when we get close to launch, yeah. the crunch, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, it is interesting. J- just like, you know, working in Hollywood, working in this town, uh, where unions are huge, mm-hmm. where actors have unions, writers have unions, directors have unions, all of the crew is in a part of a union, uh, where it's just, you know, you have mandated lunch breaks. You know, it's yeah. just like, okay, we cannot work another hour because we need to take that lunch break right now. We've been there a thousand times, you know. Uh, you know, like, it's for safety. It's for, for safety of your career, but sometimes, you know, physical safety. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. That, that's normal to me. I'm, I'm way used to that. And that, like, not existing at all it hasn't in video reached games it yet, is strange. Yeah. It is very strange. Could, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I, it is a big problem to try and tackle, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there are, I don't think there is any, like, easy solutions. But I think it, it goes beyond just the gaming industry, especially in this country, like, the work culture here. It's definitely... It's definitely puts workers at a disadvantage, I think, in most situations, because the mentality in just a lot of industries is that you need like people you see like there there's research, there's publications that put out stuff that people are scared to take their vacation time. Yeah, they're scared to leave before their bosses like it's this like thing like you got to do this because it means a I'm a good worker because I'm expendable. Like everyone at a company is expendable. They'll like you, you know that you can be replaced at any time. They'll probably replace you with someone cheaper and younger because you know, they're excited. That was like one of the things I saw one of the developer posts. I don't know if they wanted to made, they posted on Twitter. So it's public, but like, I don't want to draw any more attention to it. If they don't want it, they, uh, they said basically that like the problem is you get all these eager young people want to work in the game industry specifically. Yeah. They're happy to kill themselves to do it because they're young and they have the energy. But what happens when it's 10, 15, 20 years later and you're older, you might have a family, whatever your priorities are and you've gone through it so much. Does that have to be like, does that how you have to work the rest of your life mm-hmm. is putting yourself through that? I mean, I just see that not just in gaming, not just in the gaming industry, but in just like a lot of industries uh, that I've seen personally and just like read about all the time. It's just workers are just 
that's such a disadvantage. And it's unfortunate that there isn't like a union for something like this. Like the fact that you need unions to protect something like you said, lunch break, like mm-hmm. being able to eat a meal. It's like, it, it, like it's like you have to fight for that to be a right. It's like that's just being a human being and stuff. Like, do you want to work people to death and stuff like that? I mean, and it's not just not just to pick on this country, but it's like it's a problem in other places too. Oh, every developer yeah. all across the world has to deal with crunch. Of course, everywhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I want to be fair about that, but it just yeah, they really need to. Like, I, I hope people like are able to come together and like stand up for like workers' rights, especially in the gaming industry. I think that's like the biggest thing they need to do to push back against that, mm-hmm. because otherwise they're just going to be keep being taken advantage of, and the cycle is just going to keep continuing. But as far as solutions, yeah, that's. So that's always the tough thing. It's it's always easy to argue what you think is right is wrong and what's wrong. Yeah. But coming up with like how do you fix this is like yeah, that's the hard I, uh, part. I wonder if, I mean, like you said, it's it's a problem with so many moving parts and it's like intrinsic to the way work works, not only in America but elsewhere. But like, I wonder. Speaking just in the games industry, I think obviously developers union would be amazing, um, but also. I think that this trend of announcing games really early and then like obviously it's a it's a multifaceted problem because like marketing needs to know when the game is coming out because you have to market and advertise your game but that creates the need for crunch and I wonder if there is I mean I think this is pie in the sky thinking I don't think it's even reasonable but I wonder if there's a way to have more games work like um cyberpunk 2077 and i mean who knows if they crunch but like i think i think they do there's some bad stories about cd project too actually i'm sure they do but like if 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 it were true when it's like hey it'll come out when it's ready and we didn't get a date until like they were basically done putting finishing touches and they knew that they could have it out it'll be done in a month so they're going to put it out in three months you know Mm -hmm. like i wonder if if it's an artificial thing because we're giving ourselves these deadlines but i mean you need deadlines to get anything done so it's like yeah i I think it's i think it's a wake-up call for a lot of fans too because it's like if you're somebody who thinks it's really unfair that these people get treated this way and that there's not a lot of oversight and that stuff like this can happen and go unknown for so many years and that a boss like this can be boisterous about and proud of it but you also get really upset when games get delayed it's like maybe deal with that (laughs) maybe like sort that out in your own own head sure it's like it's that kind of culture like Mm -hmm. we we talk about all the time of like when's the right time. It's probably like one of the major discussions we have on this podcast and Easy Allies in general is like, okay, this game's coming out. Smash is coming out in December. Is that smart? Is yeah. this going to sell big for Christmas? Is mm-hmm. this when do you release the PlayStation right, Four? Right. You yeah. know, like when do these things happen? Why did they do that Luigi's because Mansion trailer? It's so right there. hard, yeah. and you can you know you know go up against just some mountainous games, and then poof, poof you're like your 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 thing goes off. And like you think about No Man's Sky, like you know they crunched that. <laughs> you know that was some brutal, brutal. Mm-hmm. You could see it in their face. Like I grew a beard. Like yeah. you know you could see it. I remember the Evolve guys grew a beard too. I mean, there's this this kind of like culture of we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And so it's as an artist, it's frustrating mm-hmm. because like we, you know, I, I think. I respect every developer in the gaming industry more than I respect the work that we do here at Easy Allies. But, like, we crunch. We're terrible to ourselves. You know, like, it's... Uh, I definitely get that ethic from my dad where I just, like, work, work, work. Like, work is the most important thing. Yeah. Um, and so it's hard. I think it... 
again, it, it's it's it's. I, I like that Rockstar has some heat on them right now. I, I wish we could continue this conversation and not just like only have it when Redemption Two comes out. Like, hopefully, we'll be talking about this again in two or three years concerning this company. I'm curious when Jason thinks. No, Jason's I don't want to talk about out. this again in two or three years. It's well, gonna, I mean, yeah. but just remind people of it again because sure. it's just. I think that's what it's going to take is just this like kind of reexamining of how intense we are when it comes to when we think these things should happen or. Uh, decisions that we think companies should make yeah. and just allow things to just kind of re- relax a little bit. I mean, it's funny. It's if we can. Like Damiani touched on it, just this this, this psychology of work being a positive attribute for your personality. You just talked about it there as well. That is interesting because obviously that psychology exists so that we can make rich people richer, right? Is that like that permeates because it's valuable. People love hearing that we love to work, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's so funny that, you know, like, but at the same time, Jones, you're right to draw the comparison to yourself. I'm proud of myself when I pull a 12 hour day. Right. You know? Well, but the you difference, feel, yeah. Well, I was going to say the difference is like, I recently had a 16 hour shoot day followed by a 13 hour edit day. And then like three more full days of editing because I wanted to, yes. because I wanted to do it because I needed to get things done on my own timeline. And we are very fortunate to have that be the case that we can pursue things that we want. But, like, I've had jobs where people throw around the term startup mentality and, like, want you to work these crazy hours for no money. And I'm like, you go to hell. Like, it's not my startup. Like, I I don't own this. I don't have a stake in this. And, like, friends I've had who, who work at – who worked on big games, like, at Naughty Dog or Sony Santa Monica or wherever, they, all the big ones that have huge crunches, I've talked to them. And, like, while they're proud of their work and they love their jobs, they're also like, yeah, I, I mean, I just have to – we're in crunch. I have to crunch because that's just how it is. And I'm going to get fired if we don't crunch. And like, I have to have money to live, you know, but it's like, certainly they would probably rather not if, you know, like if you're like the guy fixing like bugs on the sound effects on level two and you're working a million hours a day, like I wonder how much, how long does your passion last? Yeah, it's funny. And, And it's funny too. I think Damiani brought up age. I remember when I was doing QA, when we get into crunch mode, we'd be stoked because that is so much extra money. That's that is so much extra mm-hmm. hours. Like, yeah, we were so pumped when it, you know yeah. it's like crunch time. Yeah, baby, we're gonna get a huge paychecks this week. But you know, we're young twenty somethings. I I remember back in the retro days, I used to be able to work all night, then go to work the next day and do a work day, and like yeah. come home and like <laughs> eat dinner and then go to bed. Just yeah. kind of like a race and evening of sleep. And like I'm gonna be 40 in January is not happening now. It's yeah. impossible. Like yeah. every now and then it does yeah. happen. Like every now and then I'll just my nerves will be going and I'll just like I'll actually have trouble sleeping. But like I can't just flick a switch and like make it happen. Yeah. But you feel kind of superhuman. Like you look at you know people that run this business and like they you know all the all the bloodthirsty lawyers and and you know stockbrokers and business people out there like they would love to be have X Men powers and just make money you know manifest out of thin air or you know produce as many minions as they possibly could and they don't. But like one thing you can do is just like not sleep you know it's like the one with the one kind of boundary you can push yeah you know that you it's you know time is money and so it's just like so tempting and so easy and 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 again to reiterate what i was saying of like a possible solution is just like i'm glad we're talking about it like i, yeah. I know this is not the first time it's come up i know it's not the first company that's been under the microscope right but uh, i just love because of social media you have i saw some ex ex rockstar people being like oh yeah you know like i'll tell my crazy stories yeah. and not even stuff that had to do with rockstar um, people just sharing their their stories and some, I mean stuff 10, 20 years ago. It's like really eye opening. So yeah, 
And it's and, and and not to just like don't want to focus on Rockstar here because it is like an industry problem. Like yes. another part of this is just like job security. And it sucks yes. that you have to put in crunch like this. But imagine all the horror stories we've heard throughout the years of people crammed to get a release out. The release doesn't do as well. Studio shutters and stuff, and like those people get laid off, lost those like jobs and everything like that. It's like way too commonplace in this industry and stuff. Like there's like. Just there's no like security net for 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 something like that like because you're forced to go through hell yeah. and then you can't and there's nothing you do about like the game not selling and stuff but like there's no protections against you know overworking people but like maybe you know they need to get paid even more or like you know you can't do that you got to stagger and it, again, like, yeah you're incentivized yeah. because yeah. you know when when it does come to come time to downsize it's like oh do I get the person who did that many bugs a day or do I, do I fire the person who did that many bugs a day you know it it's just it, it becomes to your productivity mm-hmm. like your product is I mean, your value and it's it is so yeah, insane. it sucks and like imagine the people who are making the decisions and they know ahead of time we're gonna we need this game to come in here oh we're gonna crunch this point mm-hmm. but then we're gonna let those people go because we want the profits to hit this and we've done, like some analysts and stuff have like already done the math for them internally which is pretty normal auditors there, and there's stuff there's normally a lot of people who just kind of shift in and out when a game yeah. releases right That's I was gonna cool, say actually. a lot, yeah, of, a lot of them are project based too like gig based yeah Non-salary, like, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. also like common, like making you freelance, which is taking away power <laughs> from, I mean, you can choose whoever you want to work for, but it also you don't get any benefits. You don't get any protections and stuff. Yes. It's forcing, like basically. That is yeah. a, that is a is, U.S. unique it's issue, a, actually. It's, it's, it's actually, yeah, it's a byproduct yeah. of like this, yeah, our capitalist system doing that. Yeah. It's nuts. I want to, Sega was really proud this week. Sega had a press release that is extremely oh, yeah. related to all this. So Sega, um... This is Gamasutra reported on this. They had a financial report that claimed that their long overtime hours had been reduced 80 to 90% since establishing the anti-overtime initiative back in 2013. All right. So, just to be clear what that means, uh, long overtime hours is more than 80 hours a month. So anything over that, they've reduced it by 80 to 90%. In this article, there's just like, just so you know, like, obviously that's a good thing, but you could do, you could work five days a week for 12 hours and still not go over 80 overtime hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah. it, it, it is like, oh, that's really nice. But it's, there's, even if they're yeah. at 79 o- it's not overtime, ideal, yes, that's still crazy. I will take it as progress, heading in the right direction. Yes. Yeah. I guess it's something. And I want to, I want to talk about the language because they actually like it, it, I get the impression Sega does care about this. Um, uh, the main focus of the group's work style reforms is the achievement of a balance between work and private life, the report says. We want employees to have quality time outside of the office so that they do not lose their creative drive. Well-established measures that the group has introduced to reduce long overtime work have produced tangible results. I love that. I love that they're seeing an actual... When they say tangible results, that's them trying to say to investors, uh, to say to stock owners, any, anybody, hey, it does make us more money long term mm-hmm. for us to treat our employees better. That's that's the thing that is interesting to me because in film and games and media that's about uh, or areas that are about creating a actual like creative product, you know, um, it's interesting because you do have that thing and then the thing comes out and then that thing is done. You know, you've released it. It's over. I mean, you patch it and do DLC in a game, whatever. But there have been so many studies that show that 
in a normal office setting where there is no real end in sight, um, where you're just doing projects, 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 whatever, that um, having a better workplace environment where you kind of just like work styles where it's more like, hey, if you got your stuff done, you can leave. You don't have to work eight hours a day. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. They've shown that that's actually like vastly more productive. Yeah. Like it's better for human beings to function that way. But it's weird in games because it's like, yeah, you have this looming deadline and it's a physical thing that has to come out. And like films are like that mm-hmm. too, but it's so unionized that it's controlled. Mm-hmm. Like films, they would work you to death because that's how what used to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have unions. So yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if I wonder if that could be applied to games or not. Yeah, it's the, the idea of treating your employees that way is not a good sell. Well, you were talking about fiduciary duties and stockholders and like we have to make it unappealing to them. We have to make them be like, wait, you're taking a huge risk here. Yes. Because this could either result in real physical harm, mm-hmm. you know, somebody being hurt or uh, somebody, you know, having a mental breakdown or, or, you know, something, some extreme thing happening. Uh, and uh, um, so that's a financial liability on our part. And it's just words getting around. You know, people know, you know, these they've worked on one project and moving on to something else. And they're not, you know, NDA anymore. They don't care. They got a social media account. They'll, they'll light us up. And uh, hopefully just enough of that happens. That it starts just like it's not worth the the risk. I think the NDAs are pretty bad, Jones. I think uh, sure, and yeah. and when you have like smaller companies, there's yeah. no way you're ever gonna. Same thing with film and stuff. You know, you're gonna mm-hmm. have a bunch of weirdos out there, yeah, um, just gunning to to get any kind of edge that they can. I just I do think like I think there might be a mentality where it's like, go for it, like torch yourself on social media. No one will hire you again. We'll just get a college kid. Sure, we'll undercut everyone. Yeah, there you go. It's like, gonna it's gonna be an uphill battle. <laughs> yeah, I, I just worry. I that don't it's envy like people that put themselves out there in that unbeatable. Way, but. You know. Yeah, and I think I, I, it, part of it is games are so crazy today. Crunch shouldn't happen. If you're planning out a game, yeah. and you, crunch time has happened in the last twenty games that you've published, yeah. <laughs> maybe you should make. Maybe you should plan for that. Mm-hmm. But it still happens. It oh always gosh. always happens. Yeah. You can't like basically. I kind of think that people are. Uh, counting on crunch they're like okay those crunch will start at that month and then we'll get the game out you know what i mean it's almost a natural part of game development now uh and yeah i I think it's it's for those reasons it's for money it is it is uh people are seen as expendable which sucks but that's like that is i believe how many developers are looked at by the people who pay them i think i think also like with creative enterprises you're never done like, if you have the opportunity, you would work on it for forever and ever. You could always tweak it. You could always improve it. So because games have to come out, they're always going to crunch because there's always going to be a release date, and they're that's, always going to crunch right before the yeah, release date. That's a good point. It's it doesn't just, matter really where you, where you draw it, that line. It doesn't Those matter. last two weeks suck. They're yeah, when I, just, when I was in theater, we called the week before uh, opening Hell Week. Yeah, you know? sure. I think that's we're like, all right, yeah, hell week, and we like look forward to it, you know. And it was just like it was hell for hours. It was hell because you're tired. It was hell because everything broke. It was hell, you know, for so many reasons. Yeah, and just you know, I think game development did. can often be a sustained hell week, Jones. I think it's oh, it months. sounds the worst yeah. because it, again, TV shows like these all stop, whereas mm-hmm. like you're just you know these things are in development for years and years and years. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's just like a fault of a. Uh, project managers i'm not calling anyone specifically but like project managers slash producers in the game industry uh because i'm I'm assuming that's their job is to figure out how long things are going to take but also how many people to hire but but also to say when enough is enough 
like a good editor or, you know, like a good editor when you turn in your stuff to like, I could keep editing this like thing forever and ever, a draft of something to get it. And someone's like, no, it's, it's good enough. Get it, like, let's put it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like you have that in film and stuff too. I mean, you, you, you see this a lot where sometimes you just have to make the hardest things like, it, it, it's good. Let it go out there because I think anything you work on, you could work on forever. Sure. You need that person to step in who says, that's it. That was the time we had a lot for it. Wrap it up. This is a good thing. Put it out there and do that. And I wonder if maybe the game industry that there's because of how it is, like, I don't know, like having to develop like systems, like coding, all that stuff. Maybe it's just so intricate and stuff. It's harder. Like you think you have it all figured out. And every time you just like, because you're saying it happens so often, like, there has to be like a reasoning. Is it, it can it can't just be every project manager is bad or something, right? That, like that can't be the answer. No, they're so they're accounting like, for crunch. The, yeah, yeah, there's like something well, else yeah. to it. I, yeah. I think I think one of the other things um, we have a nice meaty discussion about this. I think one of the other things too, and I, I I ponder this a lot because we're thinking very hard when we're playing games because we're reviewing them. Is I wonder if like almost every game that's ever been released. They know there's something wrong with it. Like they they know oh, for sure. there's yes, something yes. at the bottom of their checklist. They're just like, damn, you know, like I didn't get so to it. They're so depressed about it, yeah. And, and so it's not a question of like, well, this game's perfect. It's mm-hmm. just like, well, that's acceptable. You know that we we got as far as we could. So again, you know, kind of you know bouncing on what yeah, uh, Ian said, I wonder time. if it's just like it's not crunching a particular goal. It's just crunching as much as you can. It's yes, just, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Is it trying QA? to check? As is many it just boxes. QA? Is it really QA? Like the biggest reason why there's like crunch? Do you think? Because like there's no, there's not really a QA in like I don't think in like films or television oh, you don't have the QA like bugs and stuff in your movie. It's like, I think that's fair because yeah, yeah it's yeah. not like the artist like, like the artist just like just now designing yeah. levels. You know, I guess I guess you could say toward the end it is the yeah. programmer. Yeah. QA. you see the gap between trailers and yeah. feature when you see in the theaters with special effects and so there's they, they're yeah. definitely still working yeah. on stuff and, and like it's not like production. But I don't think like you know like VO like I bet most of it's been recorded like, for months and so it's not like sure. they're crunching. Like, they're like everyone, come on we need you to record one more time come in faster faster yeah people use like man and stuff and like it's known software it's been used like like for for most special effects stuff sorry render man like, is what it's called a uh, renderware sorry renderware okay render man is render right. render man right sure the one I believe that, like, that's correct yeah thank you yeah. um that like people use that a lot uh like sound editing stuff like software like it's all kind of standardized i yes. feel like whereas games people like i i feel maybe it's easier to develop on like unreal 4 or something like that where it's like a more standardized thing but versus still everybody's all got their own physics engines and everything yeah like Even on br- top yeah of bring that, all those yes. parts and I, that's why i think yeah. that might be unique to games is well, that there's that's also, so many parts on games another thing that's unique like with a film sure you can do reshoots you can do foley you can do vo you can do adr to like fill in gaps and problems but by and large, you shoot your movie, you cut your movie mm-hmm. using what you shot, you yeah. know, and obviously you do reshoots if there's something really wrong. A game, basically all of it is available to be reshot anytime yeah. because mm-hmm. you have all the tools to just redo everything. So like the editing process is the shooting process because it's all just cre- co- coding and creation. And yeah. And also so, it, like the comparison to be like if you if you change Thanos's face like suddenly Captain America has four arms. Like just yeah, like in yeah, the video yeah. game if you do yeah. fix one <laughs> yeah. thing just like suddenly something else breaks. Hmm. Uh yeah, there there I, are so many unique issues to it. I thought of a weird solution that I literally just thought of so it's probably not viable, but I know you couldn't have two of every employee the entire time, but when you get toward launch, what if you hired up like Maybe not double, but like a lot more because you're paying these people overtime anyway. And if it's so crazy, you probably often get into double time, golden time. So like, would it be cheaper in the long run to hire like a night crew that is on overlapped for a month with the normal people so they train them in and then like work 
and it shifts. so you're not paying overtime and oh, shifts yeah. so people don't burn out. I know that's probably that's not feasible. That's a lot of like people involved. Yeah, like as big as Game Two's already and are, training, like, doubling and, it up. That's yeah. just, to me that screams like too many cooks in the kitchen for certain aspects of gaming. Like I'm sure it could work in certain areas, but I don't know necessarily like the art team or something <sighs> like that. Right. What's up? Jim? What a sad existence. Imagine sitting down in a chair that's like already warm and worn. And you're just like, uh, you know, just like you come in and they're still there and you got to tap them on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. Yeah. Time for me Shift to just up. slip into your skin and there, work, man. work, yeah. work. Uh, I mean, yeah, we do that. Like I've done that with edits before. Though, sure. Like mm-hmm. where you're the E3. night crew. E3, yeah. We did that. Yeah. We had you're it yeah, around the clock. Crew, you come in, you yep. do it, you know. But, I mean, you don't have to know the engine. When yeah. you're, you have to know the software. It's standardized. Yeah. And creative vision. I don't I know. Just, it's, like, it's so much. I don't know studios' development cycles, like how different every studio develops a game compared to other ones like that. <laughs> so people bouncing around maybe have to learn from that. So because of this, we have to accept that if, if video game developers unionize, either publishers will have to hire way more people, mm-hmm. maybe even double, for video games to come out as they do, Video games will have to just take longer, and I think we're past that. I don't think video games can take longer. I think video games might have to just become smaller. I, I think I think they could take longer if they just don't announce them as soon. Like do a Capcom. I don't. But thing, the thing is, like at at some point, if you're developing a game that will take seven years to to finish, that's just financially that makes no sense you have no idea where markets will be seven years from when you start a project i don't know i think i think that there is a model for that and the film industry does it because the film industry uh especially in like the 70s with like the exploitation films or whatever you plan out your slate so that you have your tent poles right and then like so naughty dog or rockstar has their tent pole game that takes seven years to make right but then you release once a year smaller games that have more independent team structures you know you put those out that are niche audience games probably but don't cost that much don't take as much effort and will make their money back and then you're sustainable theoretically yeah what kind of games are those i mean i don't know little littler like indie you know like fox searchlight level indie i mean i know that kind of screwed up in films recently but like wait what do you mean oh just that kind of like mid-tier indie is going away in films so like maybe this model doesn't work but (laughs) <laughs> I think like niche, like they call exploitation films just because they exploit a certain audience. They're like, we know people love stealth vampire games where everyone's wearing latex. Let's make a game like that for a million dollars. And if it makes three million, that's great. Like you do like five of those. We should make that game. We should. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if like film, like other industries <laughs> like mean, have just had more time under their belts to like. They judge this it's still more. a very young industry because, oh, yeah. because the game industry, like what games, you're proposing, Ian, I think it, it it's a little harder because like games, the tech has evolved so much for in the sure, past thirty sure. years yeah. that we we're, but I think we're getting close to the point where it's not the biggest leaps between generations anymore. That what the best production practices are now will probably carry over into like the next generation as well. So I wonder if time goes on, we see less of these stories of games taking five six years because. We had to build all the tech we didn't know about it and stuff like that. That becomes like a story of old. And it's like, you, like it, with the rare exception, it's like movies and television shows. We announce it. It's coming on like a two-year cycle. You can expect it to stick to this. Like that's what the, I mean. Oh. I, don't, I don't see this. I don't see it plateauing because it hasn't yet. I don't, I don't see video game development plateauing where it's just like, yeah, we know what tools we'll be using seven years from now. You don't. You have no idea what tools we'll be using seven years so from I now. So I agree. And what other people will be, what other games out there will look like seven years from now. There's nobody knows. So that. yeah, I guess I, I wanted to argue that too, Kyle, yeah. a little bit, because, but I was scared about, because I don't know about like camera tech, 
Like, is is that analogous to like how much camera tech has evolved in filming stuff? I mean, that like all, you could, you couldn't plan changing. for like like yeah. Marvel. Here's our ten year plan. Yeah, we know like technology has changed drastically enough that we know what we're doing today is going to carry through ten years from now. Whereas in games, it's like you can't do that. That's like almost two generations from now. Yes, you can't plan a game for ten years from now. You That's can't. not working. Yeah. I mean, I think while games evolve much faster, I think that film. It's analogous. Like okay. software changes, VFX stuff changes, uh-huh. camera stuff changes. Um, I think I do think we we are seeing the beginning of this happening though, because I think about Microsoft and acquiring all those studios, and in a sense, that's them. That's that's you know Disney buying Marvel and Star Wars and all these other little things, so that they can operate like. Movies basically, they've kind of always had the like big six or whatever, the big four studios or whatever. Games might end up just going that way too, where it's Microsoft, Sony, and all these other ones just own all the other little indies and they're all shored up by that. It's kind of going that way anyway, right? I see what you're saying. That Microsoft is buying some smaller studios. They're all just octopuses, octopi, you know, held up by their many legs. Sure. I, I guess yeah. It's, I guess it's more like the, the hardware requirements for the system. If we're strictly speaking about console development, yeah. Like the hardware stuff, uh, I feel like that side of gaming is more neat. Yeah, you do stuff on computers with film and TV and stuff. But I think like what the structure of your system is going to be, like what GPU it's going to use, like what tech is it going to have. I think that is the wild card that makes it difficult. Um, perhaps, but I mean that's why I was arguing. Well, maybe if they start picking like more common engines that are like well scale up because the like the base systems are designing for are meant to carry over to future generate like it will be backwards compatible like uh like 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 current like what uh sony and microsoft both did with ps4 and xbox one it's going to make it really easy for if they want to probably for backwards compatibility going forward because it's a more standardized uh, design structure for their for their uh, for the architecture yeah rather than what they like that sony with ps3 they got called out harshly for the cell infrastructure because like what the hell is this this is the most convoluted thing ever and you're never going to be able to bring this forward mm-hmm. and that's where they're like sony the big thing when they announced ps4 is like we learned our lesson yes we're going with something that's gonna be very developer friendly going forward yeah so i think that helps but it's like what is the hardware actually going to be like is that too much of a question mark for them to plan out too far in advance to me it's yeah. a thousand question marks looking yeah. seven years that like what will the trends be you know I, I you can't write a movie script right now and then shoot it seven years from now and it's going to be good yeah. you know what i mean everything is seen in relation to other things that already exist around it you would have to so make edits can. you <laughs> You'd have to make edits, Ian. I don't think you could oh, go sure. with that. But did wait. What was that movie? The the boy or something? Boyhood. No. Boyhood. Yeah. Yeah. But those aren't those aren't. Oh, the one where they shot it yeah, over yeah, yeah, Ethan Hawke and yeah. I'm positive they changed that script. I'm positive they had to like bring in things to make it more relevant and things like that. You know. I mean, they could. I mean, over yeah. over time, yeah. He yeah. was like basically writing the story as as this kid got older. I just sure. feel like this isn't like the, the one thing that's not the same is because like the production of these parts that go into these systems, like like CPUs, like talking about like the 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 size of them getting smaller and smaller and stuff like. They're on like uh, Intel's on like the 14 nm right now, and they're like the next size will be uh, nanometers. I think it is. I forget what nm's nm and nm. Sure. I'm sorry. Um, and they're like they keep getting smaller and smaller, but like the production line, like it's harder. Like it's you know, they're too far out. We don't have a like a definitive timetable because they gotta to the, mass produce like them? the actual raw materials to make them. Like RAM, especially like like we're on DDR5. People like when's DDR6 coming? Like it's so much. Like I don't want to say RNG, but there's unknown factors where I don't think that exists in like with film. Right. That is hardware based stuff like PC and gaming stuff. Mm-hmm. Is they like. 
that is something they're going to have to deal with. And that's always going to be, they probably know where it's going, but like timetables isn't as predictable. I feel, and that's a lot of money, a lot of marketing and research, it's not marketing, research, a lot of research and development. Yes. And I think that's just too much to gamble on. I think you like, I think planning out that far in advance, isn't ever going to be viable for this industry. And that's I, where I we just, started. Yeah. That's, that's where I agree is, is when we're talking about solutions to crunch and burnout, I think delaying games more is not one of the solutions. I don't think that can happen. I think everyone will run out of money if that happens. I think mm-hmm. everybody will go out of business if they add two or three more years onto each game's development. I think that that's not – like, I don't think that can work. I, don't oh, think, I hear you. Yeah, and I so – I think it would be more like four months. Just take Crunch out and games come out four months later, right? Do you think so? Crunch is always like three straight months, right? I yeah. I'm asking. I'm not sure. Uh, it's different for a lot of games, yeah. but yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm, I'm tacking on too many years. Like I think what I'm saying is like, don't announce your game until it's six months out. Like, like resident evil seven did and they hit it, right? It didn't get delayed. Yeah. But if resident evil seven took five years to develop, it might've, I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think if it did or not. Uh, uh, resident evil seven had a smaller budget. You know what I mean? Resident evil seven was a financial success because they didn't dump a ton of money into it yeah, and resources right, right. for a super long time. Uh, you know, the more years you spend on resident evil seven, the, the more it's costing you, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, ah, it's a, it's a thing that we can't solve on this podcast. I mean, it's, it, that's the point though, is like, if, if you budgeted poorly and planned poorly, then yeah, you should lose money like that's how that's how life works and like if you plan everything out right i don't know to me how life works though no but to me this argument is like weird because yeah it's it's impossible to solve right now and maybe at all because it's just kind of always gonna be a problem i think unions are gonna unions are the way yeah that's the only way i don't think it'll happen this year like maybe within the next 10 years right it it seems unreasonable for an entire industry like this to not have unions when so many comparable Mm -hmm. industries do i mean well think about film like i want I, i don't recall when like it heavily unionized but it wasn't until the 40s and 50s with like uh the paramount decree where they split up all the monopolies and stuff like that like huge major industry changes were happening and that was like 50 years after that industry started yeah so it's like yeah who knows like things are probably moving really quickly in this industry comparatively sure yeah it'll be a lot to hash out it'll be years of meetings i believe yeah for them to figure that stuff out yeah they're just they're just now figuring out like actor unions for video games you know the sag yeah Yeah, voiceover stuff going through a lot of turmoil and even even in these established unions it's tough to get everybody to agree yes right it's it's, voting is all over the place yeah man you all hear that sounds like it's podcast halftime the following are the official sponsors of easy allies for the month of october be Haunted, a graphic novel currently crowdfunding on Kickstarter. Written by Joey Donaldson and illustrated by Tuna, Be Haunted tells the story of B, a young actress struggling to find her spot on the stage and her place in the world. B's life takes an unexpected and paranormal twist when she finds herself haunted by a horde of ghosts. What do these ghosts want, and where do they come from? Check out BeHaunted.com or the link below to learn more and support this graphic novel. Only two weeks remain. Head over to the Kickstarter now to back Be Haunted and pick up some beautiful enamel pins, never-before-printed comics, and personally and personalized one-of-a-kind watercolor paintings. Mango. Imagine betting. Every mattress is brand new and made to order. This means their factory won't start making your mattress until your name is attached to it. 
they recently released a new mattress that features all-natural latex. It sleeps incredibly cool in unmatched comfort. For a limited time, receive $100 off a purchase of a new uh, of the new Imagine mattress with coupon code ALLIES100 on their website, imaginebetting.com. Imagine betting. Imagine good sleep. Hogue Law Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Hogue Law brings more than a decade of experience forming and funding companies, negotiating contracts, and everything in between. At Hogue Law, it's always business law time. Check them out at hoeglaw.com or on Twitter at Hogue Law. L. Fanis. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. Beaten Down Brian. iKeyless. iKeyless.com is proud to sponsor Easy Allies. If you need a replacement car key or remote, use offer code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 30% off of your order. And... Our mega sponsor, Jigarbov Productions. Please accept Jigarbov's most sincerest apology to his implication that this is pretend marketing. Jigarbov regrets his words and deeds and will forever take this position as a mega sponsor seriously. In the future, expect only very serious and not at all mildly amusing copy. Hopefully, now that there will no longer now that there will no longer be comedy here, it also helps the podcast not get miscategorized. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you. Thank you. It's an issue. Uh, I remembered. I remembered another issue with uh, Google Project Stream, mm-hmm. and it was because you mentioned uh, uh, Sweet Justice. Got an email last week from Sweet Justice saying Google Stream. Mono only. Oh, right. No stereo. Can't afford that. That's crazy. Sweet Justice is out. You can't do that to the Sweet Justice audio. You can't crunch it into one audio stream. Sweetest audio. How could you? Um, Stereo stereo audio design is so hard. Anyway. uh, (laughs) That's very true. Yeah, isn't it? Nuts. I've recently discovered stereo widening. And man. It's great, but it also makes it sound really weird if it's not a stereo speaker. You, you have to be an expert. You got to be like so good at yeah. those things. People are wizards, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. people are wizards. Sorry. Uh, last week, Sony continued its tradition of dropping its PlayStation news on Wednesday morning. Yeah, usually normally just hours after we record this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, last week though, I, I think it's probably the least consequential thing, but it's something people have been asking for for I don't know since the PS3 let you go online. They have said that in early 2019, PlayStation users will be able to change their PlayStation ID. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let me give you some details about that. Um, oh, it's weird. It's, there's this weird detail where. Only games published after April 1st of 2018 and many other popular games, majority of the most played PS4 games, will have your new names on them. Old games will not. Old games will, Many old games will not be compatible with your new name. That may so just weird. be for the beta? I was unclear. I think it's forever. When I read what? the thing, it seemed like it may have just been talking about the beta. I, w- I wasn't sh- certain. Sure. I assume that it's... That it's it, 
This was the hard-coded issue they've wow. been dealing with for ages, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? What? So it'll recognize your account to show the old name, or you yeah. cannot play this on that Oh, it'll account. show your old name. Okay. And other oh, well, audio yeah, right. graphical glitches or something like that are... are <laughs> Uh, so Rainbow Six players are like, no! <laughs> you, you may inc- occasionally encounter issues or errors in certain games is what they've said. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's great. broad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. You wanted your name changed? Cover their bases. This is what yeah, you yeah, get. Yeah. yeah, I think that's funny. Uh, your first one's free. Your first name change is free. Uh, after that, it'll be $10 or $5 if you're a PlayStation Plus member oh, to change nice. your name. Yeah. What's it cost on uh, Xbox? Eight? Isn't it eight? Ian, can you fact check that? On it. So we're going to play a game. Uh, I have some usernames here. And I need you to tell me if this is my username, if, sh- if I should pay the $10 to change it, <laughs> Got it, or if I should keep it. Okay. Okay. All right. okay. Great. Blastoise God. No. Oh, you keep, keep that, that name. Yeah, keep, keep that, that name. name. Jones, I shouldn't keep Blastoise God? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Don't change it. I, oh, okay. Got you. Got, yeah, you. got you. Yeah, you're keeping that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Should I change it? So. Okay. So we'll make it like pay up or keep it. Okay. This is yeah. called pay up or got, keep it. Gotcha. Got it. Gotcha. It needs a name. Otherwise, I'm so confused. Yes. <laughs> Yogurt Sapien 91. Yeah, no, oh, get rid of that. Get dude, rid of that. I'd keep it, um, dude. No, <laughs> I'd keep no, it. No. No. Too long. Too long. Hey, uh, Yogurt Sapien is so up, funny. Two to one. You lose. Wait, Yogurt Sapien? Yogurt Sapien. Xbox is the same. It's 10 to change. Okay. Oh, 10 to change. I thought, yeah, I would figure it out. Apparently. First one's free. Don't tell my mom, please. PLS. Keep that one? Wait, I'm sorry. Don't tell my mom, please. What? Oh, it's PLS. It's spelled PLS. Don't PLS. Don't, don't tell my mom, please. Oh, please. That's fine. Okay. That's such a meme name. That's a meme name. Yeah, it is. What, what you is don't the need meme? Don't tell my mom. There, What's the don't tell my mom meme? This is like someone who just makes to be like goofy and stuff. Oh, okay. They're trying to be funny. It's trying yeah. to be funny is not a meme. Well, they wanted to show up everywhere and be like, haha, it's a meme. <laughs> They're trying too hard. Okay, so we got to change that one as well. Yeah. Pay up. Pay up. Pay up. Pay up. Pay up. Pay up. Coldplay is good X, Y. <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> Keep it. Change it. Only if there's a Y, X at the front. Change, oh, pay up, dude. Pay, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Pay, pay up, dude. Pay up just to put the pay Y, X at the it, front yeah. of it. <laughs> Dr. Butt Thunder. Keep it. Change it. Keep it, no, dude. That's a, I, you keep but that you got to be an adult someday. Yeah. Yeah, but you're playing video games, man. Yeah. So you think you can stick with Dr. Butt Thunder for the rest of your life? Yep. Yeah, man. Okay. All right, it's your call. It's like, your game, if man. you told me your name was Dr. Butt Thunder, yeah. I'd be impressed. <laughs> okay. I'd be like, wow. That's impressive, Kyle. Uh, last one. Cosby Fan 111. Yeah. Oh, that one, Kyle. Pay My up. God. Depends Kyle. what game Immediately. you're playing. I was, just, I was just thinking, there's probably somebody whose name is Cosby Fan. Oh, yeah. And up until this point... Was like, what do I do with my PlayStation account? <laughs> what do I even do with this? I can't change it. You do I lose all my trophies? That, Kyle, huh? <laughs> yeah. They just never play online. <laughs> did you come up with these names, Kyle? I did, yeah. These are good names. Yeah. Hey, Yogurt Sapien. If you can lock those in in early 2019, by all <laughs> means, take Yogurt them. Yogurt Sapien is very good. But, but, thump, but, but slammer, but thump, <laughs> oh, you mean but me thun- writing thunder, down thunder, 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 like thunder, name. <laughs> but thunder's just not to it. Doctor Butt. Sorry, Doctor Butt Hammer was taken. We suggest Doctor Butt right. Thunder. Uh, to be honest, my creative process started with the doctor. And the fact that you didn't check these means that, under the greatest of possibilities, and I won't even believe it, even if they say it. I would need mm. video evidence. But the, you know. Dr. Butt Thunder might be out there somewhere listening to this podcast. I bet, I bet there is a Dr. Butt Thunder. I bet there isn't a Yogurt Sapien. I bet, like... And I wonder if they wanted Butt Thunder, but it was taken, so yeah, they had to, they had to improvise. If you have these names, please email with screenshots. 
Yeah, lock him down. Lock him down while you can now. Uh, it's time for love and respect. Love and respect. Uh, let's go with current events. Hi, allies. So, Black Ops 4 is out. And there's been reports that it has had the biggest launch day digital sales in Activision history. Oh. And, at the same time, physical Call of Duty launch sales in the UK are the lowest in 11 years. Hmm. Could a big reason for that be the lack of campaign and blackout making it an online-only game? And... What do you think this means for the future of single-player campaigns in Call of Duty, as well as physical copies of games in general, love and respect? German scientist. And so when we talk about those reports, those are both official. Uh, there's, the, you know, the the media tracker in UK does actually, like, have physical sales. And Activision themselves came out and said, this is our biggest digital launch ever. And I think biggest PlayStation Store launch as well. I'm going to say a lot of it has to come with the fact that people are just buying games digitally more now than yeah. ever. Do you think that, do you like will this continue next year? Uh less physical? Will, will next year the next year's Call of Duty will that be mm. the biggest one digital game ever? That's a good question. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Okay. That would be close to it. Even if it has a campaign. I don't I don't know mm. if the campaign is really the deciding yeah. factor okay. here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it could go either way for me. Do you think Brad, do you think people who buy the game physically were less inclined to buy it with no campaign? People offline offline players. Mm-hmm. I think they exist. Mm-hmm. And they have I no mean, incentive to buy this game. I mean, that was me with Call of Duty. Yeah. I only care about the campaign, really. Yeah. I'm Are you buying it. it this year? No, I'm good. There it is. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of people on the fence. Sure. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not a huge Call of Duty fan. Like, I haven't bought one since Modern Warfare Two. Oh, it's been a while. So yeah, it's okay. been a while. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I reviewed last year's one. Oh, and okay. I liked it, but yeah. Sure. We're talking purchases. We're talking putting yeah. your sixty dollars. I don't think down. I would. I would have bought either of them, honestly. Yeah. Uh, how big do you think digital is going to be in the next generation? <sighs> the biggest it's Huge. ever been, right? Because oh, yeah. everything's yeah. just going to get faster huh. and easier to do. Mm-hmm. Especially if they f- somehow find a way to make games cheaper by digitally by cutting out the middleman at a point, oh, something Brad, like that. Please. If they do, please, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I don't believe. I don't trust them. I don't to know, do dude. That, games know? come in yeah. like any price point now. When when a publisher is making more money, the last thing they consider is like, oh, we should make these cheaper. I know. I'm you not know, saying just, maybe not like yeah. maybe not Call of Duty, but other yeah. developers. It'd maybe be, it'd be interesting to see if like yeah, discs, Damiani, because you you are you are someone who likes the statues and the the, the, the swords and shields and characters and stuff. You you like the collector's <laughs> editions. What I wonder if got it, got it, got it. Collector's editions. Stuff. Sorry, yeah. 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 I wonder like if yeah. <laughs> I bought a Kingdom Hearts keyblade now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder I if really discs will be like a collector's edition thing. I mean the thing. Oh sure, they will you definitely know. become that Jones. I yeah. think the uh, the thing that uh, will probably keep uh, some people wanting to have physical copies going forward is just like the, always the threat of delisting, threats of like changes to games that you can never get the original version anymore. Yeah. Like basically, it's a par- argument for preservation. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that is the number one reason I think in going forward that people will demand there always be a physical release but i do like the trend you can't argue with the trends it's going digital yeah. like majority of people are just going to continue more higher majority of people are going to continue to buy yeah. games i mean digitally. i buy yeah. i collect, i usually try to collect everything physical if i can mm-hmm. but i mo- buy more digital games than i ever have me too right now like, yeah it's the small titles on switch indie like class titles or like any like mega man or stuff like that i'm like in my mind like i absolutely do not want a physical copy of that i was like i want i don't want to like waste my cartridge spot 
Like, I want a big game in there, but all the indie is, like, digital. Like, they're the small. The spot of your Switch? It's always been, it's like, Odyssey or Breath of the Wild is almost in there all the time. And it'll be Smash when Smash comes out. You'll want yeah. that in your, you'll never and want then, to like, every other game, out, I was yeah. like, I want digital. I want yeah. digital. I hear you. Yeah. If I had those games digitally, I wouldn't have anything in there. Uh, last thing I want to touch on is I, I actually really buy the theory that uh, the campaign, you know, made it so worse. And I wonder if... I, w- I wonder how much of it's a physical digital divide, mm-hmm. and I wonder if next year's game, Call of Duty, which I believe will have a campaign, uh, it might not, but that is my I, I don't right know, now. man. Yeah. Uh, if next year's Call of Duty does have a campaign, will physical sales go up, or is this is this hill mm. is this is this uh, minecart just crashing down constantly? Mm. Will Call of Duty sell more physically? And also, you know what we should say is like that UK numbers aren't always exemplary of the right. entire world. Right. Is what we should say, but. Will that keep going? Are we done? Dude, I don't know, man. Will physical I thought, like, sales ever go up again? I just, no. Call of Duty always just surprises me every time, no matter what they do somehow. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think they'll... I think physical sales will go down throughout history, kind of, mm-hmm. but I don't think they'll ever be gone forever. I, I don't yeah. look at it as a minecart because I think it will uh, bottom out or plateau at a, at a, because you'll you'll hit that you know surface of those groups of people that are just like, I have to have a physical copy. Mm-hmm. Whereas right now, we're just kind of weeding out people that are like... Mm. I see the benefits. I'm just not... And maybe they don't even think about it anymore. It's just like, oh, yeah. You kind of look back at the year and, and what games you've bought and just like, yeah, look at that. I've I've spent way more money digitally than I ever have. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. Digital rules. It's like, yeah, there's so many incentives yeah. now for, like, digital stuff. Like, oh, game unlocks at midnight or 9 p.m., like, mm-hmm. our time. Where's the physical copy? you got to wait till tomorrow to go pick it up in the store. Yeah, or yeah, it, or even Amazon or wherever you're buying from, it'll be delivered the next day in the morning, so yeah. you lose those hours. What's insane to me, I still think Call of Duty Black Ops 4 will be the best-selling game of this year. It was interesting to me that in the U.K. at least, even if this is a small subsection, that uh, it went down. Mm-hmm. That physical sales went down on mm-hmm. this game. I think it, I think physical at least was for the campaign. But yeah, I wonder if the, like they're just gonna make more money. They'll make it up. They know. will make up the money I've, that the campaign lost them. It can't be overlooked with this game though that like, yeah, you have to play it online. So people who are playing it online are just gonna buy it digitally anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess that's part and parcel. Crazy of the campaign man. Thing. I'm thinking about last time I bought a PC game physical, and it was like, two thousand <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> Yeah, my, seven. My what, PC, like Starcraft. Yeah, maybe it yeah. might have been Wrath of Lich King was the last. My PC doesn't PC have a bought. disc maybe. drive. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't have one either. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I remember when like I just got. I think it was Wrath that just had the DVD, so it's one disc. I was like, whoa, yeah, you yeah know? instead of like four discs or <laughs> six. Yeah. Burning Crusade was just like one yeah. of four, two of four, yeah. three of four. But on a PC infrastructure, <laughs> you have access to all those files. You can do whatever you want, and like modding, like backup and stuff. Like mm-hmm. on the console, you can't. You don't can't go into file structure and be like, give me all like the executable files. I hack them open. Yeah, I do too, Kyle. Like, okay, you know, cool. yeah, we're at, Damiani yeah. and I are hacking. We're on the same page, but like, <laughs> yes. that's not like part. the casuals don't. Yeah, do yeah, yeah do like yes. that's yeah, it's just a different You're culture. Yeah, yeah. And I could totally see a campaign next year. Yeah, I, totally. I, oh yeah, because they're totally that, completely yeah. different teams. Yes. And Treyarch always struck me as like re- super multiplayer focused. Not to like take away from Sledgehammer or anybody else. Like mm-hmm. obviously they are as well. If you're you know put your uh, um, step into the ring to work on Call of Duty, like it's it's a huge part of it. Um, but I just I could totally see another team being like we we're so passionate about this thing specifically, this story, I just this character. If, like higher ups would just be like, who cares about it? We don't need to spend money making a campaign. And those those are expensive. Yeah, too really expensive. I wonder if the game after this, I think it might be too late to drop out the campaign of whatever yeah, we're going to do. I think maybe they'll yeah. get one or two yeah. more at least. Yeah, yeah. I think it's too early to react. Right. Here's a fun game. It's Game Time Allies. 
Let's see how well you can differentiate video game trivia from seemingly irrelevant topics in a game I call either or. Below are nine phrases, and for each one, I want you to tell me if the phrase is a ship name from the Halo series or the title of a Taylor Swift song. Out of my element. I'm like completely out out of my element. Adoration and admiration, Grant. Here we go. Really good. Ready or not? Uh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. (laughs) How is not That's a Halo ship. Uh, ready or not? Ready or not? That's from that's a Halo UNSC frigate. Ready or not? The, ready or not? Yeah. We're off to a good start. Let's go. So this is gonna be hard. Now it's we've established. I can't yeah, we've established. one Halo ship, so yeah. I'll get that one there right. We go. All right. Say my name. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Taylor that's Swift. gotta be that one's bait. You know that's bait. That's a Halo ship. Damn it! No! Yes. <laughs> no! No! Are we in a bit? Yeah. Real? Real? So I'm learning that Halo is stupid. Are these from the novels? Well, don't think of like Destiny's Child. Like say my name. Think, think right. of like say my name. You know? Right. That's True. dumb. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's try hard. Uh, that's Halo UNSC Marathon class cruiser where Halo ODST begins. Oh, oh that right. one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Don't blame well, me. What's sorry? Don't blame me. That's Taylor Swift. That is Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, that's the fourth track from Reputation. Dude, I don't even know anymore. State of Grace. Oh, God. Halo. Taylor Swift. That's a Swift. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, a Swift. I, dude, I'm that's shooting in the dark the now, man. I have no idea. <laughs> so funny. <Start> throwing. <laughs> yeah. State of Grace is the opening track from 2012's Red. A of, course. Game. of course. Speak now. Oh, God, I hope Halo. that's Halo. That's a cool ship name. Matt Swift. Damn Matt it. Swift. That's the titular track of Swift's third album. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, we're not fans. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, we should have a whole album there. there. Yeah. That's a very telling. <laughs> screaming out there at us. Yeah. <laughs> From both sides. That's what yeah. I really like. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. the Venn diagram is. I'm against Taylor Swift, yes. man. <laughs> She's great. We're bringing them together. Halo yeah. fans and Taylor Swift fans. Absolutely. Long Night of Solace. That's Halo, Halo for sure. That is Halo. Yeah, we okay. got one. That's, like a that's, Halo got a Halo one. Uh, that's, that's from a, that movie, right? It's a Covenant super carrier. Of course. Destroyed oh. during Halo Reach. It went down. Oh, okay. okay. Sacred Promise. Yeah. Swift, 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 Swift. Swift. It was Halo! No! Damn it! First <laughs> I really want one of these to be both. <laughs> sacred Promise. So Sacred Sacred Promise was a co- another something covenant. written on like a trapper keeper in the 80s. <laughs> it's not the name of the ship, dude. It's <laughs> the name of a perfume. That's what you call a horse. It's not the name of a ship. Okay. Dude, if Ben ever brings Halo back to Hall of Greats, dude. Yeah, You're going to bring these up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just give us ammo. Just give us ammo. Jump, then fall. Halo. No, Swift. Swift. Mm-hmm. Swift. Oh, damn it. That's Swift. That's, That's opening track one. of 2008's oh. Fearless. Last one. Dark was the night. Please be both. Swift. That's Halo. Oh, that's Halo. That's a UNSC military cargo tender. I, I was we hoping for bad. truth and re- reconciliation. That's the first one we see. <laughs> Is but that a Halo one? That's a Halo one, yeah. So at least but it, you know, you know it's cl- the yeah. titles yeah. go weird. They really do go weird. That's f- so funny. Brad is dismayed. Listeners, he is, his head <laughs> is on oh the table. Oh my god, dude. Is, I can't believe this is real. We couldn't get that more wrong, right? Like, you know what would be so amazing? That, yeah. If Damiani got all the Swift ones right? Yeah, mm. heck yeah. That would be really great. And like it can't be Swift, so it's obviously Halo. You know, like, like a whoa, Swift hey, fan could well, get through uh, that. Yeah. They picked a lot of the obscure songs. <laughs> All right, Damiani, tell me. <laughs> that's, that's a I'm bit. I'm calling you out. Tell me three Taylor Swift songs. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I've listened to more than three Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. That was a rare Damiani call out on the podcast. Yeah. That one. That one was recorded. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, 
there were two Taylor Swift songs in Bad Blood. Uh, is that a song? Sure, it is. Yeah, because maybe now we got bad. Yeah, I got blood. Um, I know that one. I know the shake it, one? shake it off, shake it off. Shake it off. That's your most and then I know the sure. one about uh, the, I know the music video. It's shit. What, what, uh, it's all like serious and stuff. Hang on, let me think of some of the lyrics. Give me a second. Is there a song called Reputation? Uh, That's an album. Oh, what's the damn lyrics? She's like manipulating Ooh, a guy. You made me do. No, she's like look manipulating the guy made. in it and stuff. And like, uh, she d- like does this to a lot of guys and stuff in the music video, where she she wears short she, skirts. No, it's not a happy song. It's like slow. It's like serious. It's it's a popular one as hell. And I don't know why I'm forgetting the name of it. I used to know it. Corrections coming. Uh, please bring it Dude, on. So many. Ian uh, is feverishly skipping yeah. through as many Taylor Swift videos so, as he can right now. Serious. It's serious. black and white. For some black and white. There's like she like destroys the guy's car. Yeah, please, there's better use of your time. <laughs> no, uh, bring it on. Like uh, black book or something. In spa- blank space. Blank space. Thank you. There it is. Thank you. He got the one. first thing Ian said. Yeah, that blank one. space. <laughs> Thank um, you. Uh, there are two Taylor Swift songs in Band Hero. This is a game that I had to do QA on, mm-hmm. and this is where you learned that the best way to get five stars on vocals is just to go. <laughs> <laughs> And so it's like, she wears short skirts. You just go, oh, and you get five stars. <laughs> band Hero, baby. That's this is so a tip, funny. Tip for yeah. all you at home. That's a that Band Hero Platinum is now one step away. Those yeah. stars. But uh, it wouldn't work on hard. There was one guy who's like, you. so you, to like qualify for everything, you have to go through everything at least once. So there was one guy who was like the good singer. Mm-hmm. So it's like he, it was his job to sing all the Taylor Swift songs to get five stars on him. Otherwise we couldn't qualify. You right? We wouldn't fully get through the game. So he'd be like, she wears shorts. He was like a good singer. Too. Were you in a cubicle or were you in a room with like other people or what? It's so like I need the scene here. Band hero I need was to know what room, room Kyle Bossman is sitting in when he's like, these are like, the guys I got closest with. It was, it was a side room where it's just like you are the PS2 band hero team. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. like, like we weren't even like the good band hero team. <laughs> 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 and so, yeah, it was, it was like a group of like six or seven of us. Man, that was fun. Good times. Did you have a fake band name? Of our group? Yeah. No, I, we did not. You're all in one room and you, get, you, you need audio input, but you're all in one room and you're all playing different songs at the same time. And how, how does isn't it picking up different cues? And I think we would wear headphones. But you're right. I mean, you, up you, you had the microphone. You had like the weird little band hero <laughs> microphone. You would just put up to your lips. <laughs> yeah, and now that I think about it, it was like a loud room. It was like lots of clacking and clicking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you know? Let's play. No, uh, this is, yeah, this is kind of like playing. This was an interesting question and also current events. Um, Howdy, allies. With the Legend of Zelda SP, and then yep. in question mark, souped up version. I think it just means special. special. Uh, out in the world. What current or future NES games would you like to see SP versions of? Oh, yeah. And what changes would you like implemented? Mm. I, for one, would like to see Metroid with a map. Love and respect. Oh, rusty guy. Interesting. So to explain, Jones, basically Legend of Zelda SP starts you off with a lot of gear. So basically, oh. you have rupees. It starts you off with bombs, arrows, Damian. What else? You have max rupees. Max rupees. You have you have bombs. You have the, you don't have the bow yet. You have the arrow. You have the second sword in the game. You have the big shield ready. You have the blue ring. Uh, you have the food because that was like always a hard thing for people to figure out. To, oh, to the get. guy who's hungry. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so it, it makes <laughs> I, I I played through it. I think it makes like the beginning of the game extremely easy for you, so you're not frustrated. Mm -hmm. But in the long game, it I mean the blue ring helps a lot, but like in the long game, it doesn't help out like in the like the later dungeons, especially like level mm -hmm. nine. It's still yes. going to be tough. But I think it'll keep people playing and hooked because they have oh we also have the the candle, the blue candle. Right. Yeah. So the concept is here is how what kind of NES games would you like to see made more approachable? Hmm. Oh, that, like Ghosts and Goblins or whatever. Mm -hmm. well, sure. One. What, what do we do with Ghosts and Goblins? Did oh, you get more you, lives? Oh yeah, get more lives and like I think you, to like take more hits. Yeah, take. You can definitely take like more hits. Or, or, I think or you, it's like a checkpoint mode. And I think yeah. you don't lose you your know? yeah you don't lose your power up on like a hit or whatever. You get to like nice. keep your power Sa up for a little bit. Saves your state and yeah. you just once you get past finally get past that checkpoint you just keep going. And I going. want Castlevania two to have notes in it that aren't so obtuse where you can actually figure out what to do in that game without looking it up. What do you mean notes? Just like. So, like, the stuff in the game, the hints they give you are really bad and like, how to do stuff. Sure. Like, hey, you got to actually kneel in this corner of the map to get a tornado to pick you up. Oh, yeah. Something, like, to give you a, a better hint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'd be fun to play every Castlevania NES game, Brad, with all of the items at all times. Yeah, or like maybe so more like there's generous. A button I can I can choose to cycle through them. So maybe it's not more like, like generous checkpoints too, or something yeah, like that. Everything is just hearts and, and food. Yeah. And like mm -hmm. I always have the cross. Always have the, the power whip. Everything. Like, powered like, yeah. up one. Yeah. Those are great suggestions. Mine was Battletoads. I don't know. If, obviously, Battletoads will never come to that service because uh, Microsoft owns Battletoads. Right. But just that third level, I want to see what's after that third level. <laughs> the third level is the one where... Do, yeah. do, do, you got to play the, the Rare. No, the, the Rare. I, I just played it. Yeah, I can't you like rewind? You can rewind. You're right. I just should have rewound. Yeah, just rewind. I didn't even... Know, like, you can just... Then dawn on you. That works on Battletoads? Yeah. I think it works on all. Yeah, I think I played it with Bloodworth. What did you just hit like out. the left bumper? Or something? I mean, I did it when it came out with Bloodworth. I can't remember because I saw the levels after and I was like, "Whoa, I've like never seen this before." Oh, maybe Bloodworth's just like there's good. an ice level, it. Kyle. I know. I actually knew there was an ice level in high school. I went to this party where like this guy just set up his battle toads. He's like, "Look how good at battle toads." So was, was, like, was his name <laughs> Lucas? Yes. Wait, what? No, get out of here. Did no, he? Did he have I, a power glove? Oh no, no. So there's okay. like the kid that that was Damiani. That was so scary. Dude. <laughs> that was like that was terrifying. So Lucas is a character in the Wizard, I yes. guess. He's okay. The power yeah. Yes. Man, that was scary. All right. Like Damiani just like knows my history. Suddenly. <laughs> yeah. Colin never saw Wizard. Too real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too real. Whew. His name was Lucas. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he was good at Battletoads. Sorry, I got lost there thinking about like how other mad games. I am. I didn't rewind. Oh yeah, other games that we had, SP. I don't know. You had three good suggestions. So I don't know if we need more. Yeah, I think y'all nailed it. Like what Contra. Are the NES games are maybe a little help with Contra. Don sure. says con you can do Contra with his eyes closed. You ca you called Contra too. Yeah, easy. I can actually like, just Contra know, SG plug, just for spread gun. Unplug the the, the <laughs> color cords so there's no video display. You'll uh -huh. just, we'll still beat it. Okay. Yeah, we'll do it. Go ahead. Wow. Yeah, Ian, do you like any NES games? I like many, but I, I'm not as familiar with NES as you guys, so sure. I don't know if I'd have any suggestions. Ninja, Ninja Gaiden. Gaiden, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was going to say so Ninja Gaiden. You don't yes. get knocked back when you get yeah. Yeah. knocked back. <laughs> that would change yeah. the game dramatically. Like, yeah. oh, that alone like would make an entirely different game. Turn it on or off. Yeah, you yeah. turn knockback off, and it just changes everything. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that was a fun suggestion. Yeah, uh, I think it is kind of, that is an at least a little tiny bit interesting of Nintendo to do with their online service. Very. That is yeah. a, like, a, it's a something. Yeah I, yeah, I would never thought they'd do that. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah what? No, it was good because they announced them ahead of time. Oh, they said no SP one, and we had no idea no what no one had any idea what the heck they were. Like, yes. what are these? And now we know. So it's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Hey, if it gets people into Zelda, 
I'm all for it. Yeah, and obviously, like, I bet some people are very frustrated that we're talking about neutering hard NES games. You can still play Purists. hard. Yeah, uh, you can still you know, play it's, it. it's still a good way to play the yeah, game. Is it I mean, like there's a... been Game Genie for years and stuff well, like And you that. label it something different. Yeah, it's so different. you know, it's like, okay, that's a it's weird yeah, variant just, of that like, mode. It starts, too. It's kind of weird. There's, like, no title screen or anything. It just huh. drops oh, you really? in. Weird. You don't name your you don't character or thing. But when you beat it, it goes to the file select oh. screen. Weird. So when you begin the game, I was like, I thought it was a bug or something. But when you click it to begin the experience, you start on the first screen with all that stuff. And I'm like, wait That's a second. That's so like, weird. So uh, then you just bypass the title screen. And I'm like, I wonder if like Nintendo's like cryptically saying it's too hard for people to figure out how to press the start button. It's not cryptic. Just, That's what they're just saying. Just start them in the game. Actually. Like, it starts too much for them. Yeah. Damiani, you know what that makes me think it is? What? Is it's probably just the regular game with a save state where they went and got all that stuff oh, yeah, it's, and it's, then walked back to the front. I think it, it is because you know why you're right, uh, Ian. Because the entrances to because you start with more heart containers and the more rupees, those spot certain spots are already like a burned bush or oh. uh, they're bombed. So yeah. stuff's already been completed for you. So, so they just clearly, yeah. they just so took the regular that, game and threw a save yeah. state on it. That's and so that's how funny. they did the ROM. You're that's so how right. they did it. That's you're so yep. funny. That is crazy. And they couldn't figure because you they couldn't figure out a way I think for you to start with full health or something if you started from a new file without modifying the game's code. Because you'd start, if you start yeah. over, you start with you still have the max amount of heart containers that you had, but you only have three hearts filled. When yeah. you resume, uh, yeah. That's nuts. That is nuts. Hey, we salute that. That's so weird. Uh, let's do another quick one. Hello. Hello. Gemakeyi Bond Genoten. That hello ally, hello easy allies, but in Dutch. I'm positive I nailed wow. that. I've oh, been 100%. I've been studying that. Yeah, you killed no doubt in my mind. I've been studying Dutch. I got that. Um, I've got a question for you guys. It's almost Halloween. So that means horror movies and games. Which horror movie or franchise would you like to see turned into a video game and why? Which, Dude, which movie into a game? I think about yes. what movies should be in games all the time, but not horror. I want, Love and respect, Stefan. Oh, I want The Frighteners made into a ah, game. And it's just, Frighteners. Oh, The Frighteners is great. And it's it's like a, a horror movie with Michael J. Fox, like ghosts Peter, in it. Directed oh, by Peter Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I want it to just be like Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, though. that's fun, dude. That's a good suggestion. Nice. Man. Slither could be a really funny... Like, what is Slither? What is that one? Uh, it's sort of just like a comedy, horror, violent horror comedy sort of thing. Uh, Child's Play would be fun because mm, it would be fun to like stealth. Watch that. Wait, or do we play as Chucky? Yeah, you got it. So you got oh, stealth. So geez. like part of it's just possessing different like, like toys. And, oh. and then, like so you'd have really advanced AI where like you know the parents would come in like what you know and like if you if you manage to like take out the whole house. Then like you'd move on. The cops would show up. <laughs> family friendly game right there. You know they'd be like, oh, this doll's just here, and so they would sell the doll. You know, yeah. they'd wind up in a new house, and you gotta take. You know, oh. obviously the houses get more complex, bigger. Yeah. You know, sure. Two points for each kid killed. Maybe like one, one, one yeah. level's a hospital or something. You know, you're just like, what about going room by room? What about Cabin in the Woods? But it's a tycoon game, and you're playing from the, the perspective <laughs> yeah. of the people in the opera or the. Yeah. Operations. Room. That's kind of a fun idea. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Does it have to be horror or just Halloween? Uh, you know what? Let's just say Halloween. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. The question um, was horrible. Let's go. Nuts. I want a Peanuts game that's like <laughs> Animal Crossing. Oh uh, yeah. Like yeah. It's basically the month of October. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Hocus and, Pocus. And like you have to dude. wear the the uh, the ghost Hocus Pocus. In the it. game got Kyle. Yeah. Hocus Pocus. You're a Hocus Pocus fan. Yeah, got me. And it's just <laughs> like 
It's like was, a pixel art side I'm scroller. S- I don't know. I want RPG elements in Hocus Pocus. Sure. <laughs> I forgot it was a Disney film and it's not like not on any streaming service. I was so bummed because I wanted to rewatch it. I was like, oh, next to, year. I have to buy it. Next, next year. year. When we're next year, the that Disney service. Dude, Whoa. it's coming. Dude, Damiani. Hmm. Uh, at a friend's wedding in Wisconsin, two two of the other bridesmaids and me wanted to watch Hocus Pocus because the, the thing came out. Their wedding was around uh, Halloween. And uh, we. We went to a, a, a Target, bought a DVD player and Hocus Pocus. Nice. The DVD t- player was broken. I had to, like, <gasps> disassemble it. It was like a four-hour odyssey of trying to get this DVD player to work and the DVD and going places. And then after all that, I realized, like, oh, wait, we could have just watched this on my laptop. <laughs> we could have put, put the, the DVD. you got it to work? Uh, no, we ended up just watching it on my laptop. Oh, okay. Okay. It was all for naught. It was terrible. Happy, Hellraiser would make a God yeah. of War version of Hellraiser would Whoa. be sweet, or like Dark Siders, you know. Sure. Even just that little platforming would be sweet too. Uh, yeah. Are you a Cenobite or are you a person? Oh no, no, you're a, yeah. You you are okay. Yeah, yeah. You are blades and spikes and yeah. You got that one? one. Also, a 2D platformer of Ernest Halloween. Scared stupid. Ernest, scared, scared stupid. stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, really okay, good. I'm yeah. in with this. And you got those squirt guns? I am yeah. hard Heck in. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, you're super so like like a little sound bite. Dude, goes, I was going to get the You meak. know what I mean? Yeah. Dummy, you know I, I mean, was burn. just going to say the Miak. I want the side quest of him going to find the Miak because he makes a big deal about how, like, you didn't think I could get it this time of year. Side quest. Miak. You got one, Dummy? Yeah, let's get a Naughty Dog to make it the game. Oh, why is Naughty Dog making it? So I want it like like narrative. I want it to be like a, like adventure style. Like I don't want RPG or platforming. Yeah, play as all game. Now. Yeah, yeah, I want like you play as each of the kids with their story and stuff. So you get like more insight into that. And you got. Like, I bet that know, would be scarier than the movie. Yeah, you like you know what? I wouldn't play it in VR, but I would like. You didn't. I would like buy. I would. I would push oh, right. for VR support for it. So you got to go through those things like in VR and be like, oh no, like face your fears. Yes. Scary. Uh, one I have is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm. I think would work well as a video game. Yeah, what dude. What kind of video game? Um, uh, Kart racer. Kind of like destroy all humans. <laughs> like maybe you're the aliens <laughs> trying to take over. And no, that'd be sick, I guess. And you get you have to like look and scream at people. <laughs> uh, no, I mean like you have to stealth away from this. Well, they. I mean, they only yeah. did that because they'd taken over. Like you can't just take over one body and start screaming at everybody. Like you'll be thrown in prison. But like that. That's mm-hmm. why that that ending's scary because yeah, it's like, oh no, it's just me. Like. We're just getting on a plane. Where are we even going to land? Right. I could see that as an asymmetrical, like, spy party style game, like, uh, where sure. multiplayer and some pe- some players are, are impo- or pod people and some are real. Yes, and you have to convince your friends that you're not a pod right. person. Mm-hmm. That's right. pretty fun. Well, the thing kind of dabbled in that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. The fear element. Mm. Though I, Brad's original suggestion of kart racer is still appealing to me mm-hmm. some, for some reason. Uh, basically, like, you, you're it's it's a racing league. And you're trying to, as a pod person, you're trying to race and pretend to be a normal person, but also, <laughs> between races, take over the entire league. Yeah, right. League. It would, yeah. It would work I, yeah. great. Yeah. Because of rights, it will never happen. Maybe you know Universal could fund something like this, but just like a horror kart racer would be so great. Whoa, that you is know, so great. If you were just Freddy and Jason and Chucky and, and you know, uh, <laughs> but also like creature from the Black Monster, Lagoon, yeah, 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 and everything. Yeah. Yeah. in the classics for sure. That is fun, Jones. <laughs> I want a uh, a They Live video game where yeah. the entire the entire first act of the movie is just an in-game cutscene, and then it's like a four-hour street fight of you just trying to get the other guy to put on glasses. Wait, what and is then, that movie? And then the rest of it is just a cutscene. 
What is that movie you're talking about? They live, dude. What it's happens? amazing. It's oh, a four-hour fight of some guy there, trying to no, get his glasses. No, there's like a literal 20-minute brawl between um, what, Rowdy Roddy Piper, who yeah. is it? And, and Carl what? No, who's the no, other guy? No, it's Carl Weathers. I do not know uh, that actor. I don't oh, remember. man. I can't remember the other guy's name. But, um, yeah. And he's trying. <laughs> if you put on the glasses, you see the aliens for what they are. And he's just trying to get this other. And they're both wrestlers. And the guy won't. He, and just- he just won't put on the glasses. He's just like, put on the glasses. And they have this ongoing fight that it's you like, think ends like four times. It, but it's so funny because they stop for a breather. Like, ah, yeah. Ah, and it's, it's amazing. Just, uh, <laughs> you're like, wait, wait, no. That's, that's this, when the fight stops. Is this the fight they spoothed in South Park between Jimmy and... Probably, <laughs> yeah. they did oh, like a shot-by-shot shot recreation of it. Oh, oh wow. It uh, Keith uh, David, obviously, of course. Keith, oh, yeah, really? Then, Keith I, David? Yeah, it's Keith David fight they spoofed, yes. Yeah, it's Roddy Piper and Keith David. been a while since I've seen They Live. They fight each other for like... I think it's like actually gotta be Two quick ones for you, Kyle. Okay. Little monsters. I love a game where you go into the bed and <laughs> stuff. And you go into the monster world and Sick, stuff. Yeah. And you got like a time limit to like like do mayhem and stuff there. We can do a franchise of little monsters. Yeah, so that's, or, a good, like, that's a good be, video game enterprise. Yes. And then uh, if you want a more puzzle based game. Mandel's still around, man. That'll be still like I love that movie. Uh puzzle based one, uh The Langoliers, where you're stuck in that. the past. Oh. So the plane flies through anomaly, they're stuck in the past, but they don't realize in the past. And they don't realize that there's these monsters that exist in the past that eat up the past because everything's been used. Is this and a Stephen de- King thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So instead of being like they're stuck <laughs> in an airport in that one, you just be stuck in a different situation. But so it's based on like the Langoliers. Mm. I mean, and you got to like figure out like how to get back to the present and stuff. But like interacting with stuff that's already been used, like oh, this drink is stale. Why is it stale and stuff? You know, like the fuel's <laughs> already been used. There's no energy. It's like this weird. Kind of like trippy thing to go through. Well, then you and can't he, call the the game Langoliers because those hear, those scenes but, would just be frustrating. No, but then like you hear like the sound of the Langoliers getting closer because these giant like mouth looking things. Langoliers are, like, are the aliens. They're, yeah. yeah, like they're, they're the giant big pack things or whatever. Like look like oh. evil Pac Man. <laughs> yeah, and they just gobble up everything, and they're getting closer. And you're like, what's that sound? And it gets like worse and worse as they get closer. So that's like your time limit, and it just becomes unbearable. And it's like, yeah. yeah. That's too scary. Yeah, it's scary. That was one of those uh, uh, miniseries that was on television when, like, all the Stephen King miniseries were on. I that was I, that I, was like the bottom of the list. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what do we got left? Like uh, the Langoliers. <laughs> and then we don't do those anymore, and that's why. It was two bets. Time for bets. Next week's bet is about Soul Calibur Six, which will be released on Friday, October nineteenth. We're going to create a soul mode. We're going to create mm. a character from a fresh save, so we won't have anything unlocked. How many head accessories will there be? Options for head accessories. Top of head. And yeah, top, top of head. head accessories. Right. We made it clear it has to be above the eyebrows. How many above the eyebrows, top of head accessories will there will be? Will there be? And if it starts on the top of head and goes beneath the eyebrows, that's okay. But at least part of this accessory must be above the eyebrows. No and eyeglasses. No earrings. And not yes. hair. What not about hair. eyebrow piercing? Mm, no. Not above. It's within. Above, that yeah. is within the eyebrow. Mm, yeah. Headband would count. Yep. Headband would count. Jones, how many of those were Libby? 18. Michael Damiani? Seven. Oh. Brad, how many head upset, gear options seven. will there be? 20. No. Ooh, I like that bet. I have 14. Okay. Uh oh. I you also have? wrote 14. Ooh, a couple of 14s. Let me watch those. These, Last these, week's these duplicate bet. scores. Chilling. It's too weird. weird. Yeah. Chilly. Weird. I, I think that We've been like, doing this for too long. I well, and also I think like the human mind isn't good at being random, actually. You know what I mean? I think there's only so many numbers we actually want to think about. That's true. Kyle, you're very good at being random. 
and that's why I'm <laughs> running from the evil monkeys. Whoa. My random humor is like I take that back. Moving on. You ever see? You ever go to Kohl's <laughs> and look at the shirts and they're just like, "I'm a random humorist. Keep me away from the evil." You know what? Stop it. <laughs> so predictable. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 released today. Uh, no, it was last Friday, October 12th. Uh, we streamed it tonight. We streamed yeah. some Blackout tonight. And so what we did after the stream, we started a match of Blackout. We waited 10 seconds after we were first able to use our parachute. We dropped, did not touch the controller while we're dropping. And then once our boots hit the ground, we held forward on the left analog stick. And the bet was, how long would we survive for? Jones, you bet seven minutes. Daniel Bloodworth bet 40. Ben bet seven minutes. I bet 36 seconds. And Ian bet one minute and 12 seconds. Wait, Bloodworth bet 40 40 minutes? seconds. 40 seconds. <laughs> oh, okay. Can you imagine? 40 minutes. What a match. Yeah. Longer than the match. <laughs> yeah, longer than... Somehow you're like hiding in the middle of the He's storm. He's like, what? We're going to win. <laughs> it's that one glitch match. Yeah. So uh, I think that there was a lot of clearly uninformed bets there. You know, we just didn't know how Blackout goes. We didn't know the, how the maps are going to go, how this match is going to go. Maybe we we're thinking a little optimistically like myself. We performed this. We, we did it. You can watch it at the end of this very podcast. We survived for six minutes and 44 seconds. Just walking forward. Not picking up a gun. Not healing. Not hiding. Just walking forward. <laughs> Obviously, we ran into a wall eventually. That is a win for Jones. That's a win for Ben. So... That brings our scores to Red Grouse 14, <laughs> Gorgeous Gorillas 21, <laughs> Droopy Eagles 14, cron, cron, Switcher Snakes 6. Wait, what did, what did Gorgeous Gorillas at? 21. Uh, yeah. I wonder what the golden number is. I wonder when we can't and catch up. I know. I got a tweet the other day. Somebody was like, you, you don't have a chance, do you? Magic or it might have been in chat. I think it was yeah. somebody in chat was like, do you realize? They call it the magic number? How far behind you are. It's called any combination of wins, losses. I'll get someone to the playoffs. I thought it's the golden number. Maybe it's both. It's not. I bet you're right. Well, I mean, you know, four podcasts in November, four in December. I mean, less than four, right? We'll be gone for... That's like seven points, Yeah, I want want the percentage of you making the playoffs. Uh, What's that percentage? The percentage is low. It's like seven or eight or nine or something. It's not a lot. It's good to be a gorilla. It's not a lot. But I've got a chance. Yes. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your doubles, you absolutely do get it. Switcher Snakes get two per win. Uh, let's talk about patreon.com slash easy allies. Yeah. That is the Patreon site where the easy allies, uh, we exist. We exist because of Patreon. We are funded primarily through Patreon. People who choose to give us money monthly, if you so choose to give us $5 or more a month, you get this podcast two days early you get on wednesdays instead of fridays both video both audio uh you get to submit to uh the segments that we do in love and respect and uh uh uh, uh, uh recruit me and um <laughs> every week i forget the name of that segment um yeah and lots of other things lots of other benefits for five dollars benefits for one dollars exclusive shows uh so yeah it's worth checking out the website at least like look at it see what we can offer for you and uh that's good it's a good place to go it's now time to see oh no if Ekron survived. Come on, Ekron. Smell that? Oh. If you forgot, if you've listened to this whole podcast and forgotten who Ekron is, Ekron is the party member who is a sweat alchemist. <laughs> Here we go.
Akron died. Damn it. Damn. So, <laughs> damn. They all died. It's a tough world no, that's, a high, that. it's a tough that's a high world. number. It's that a high was a bad roll. Really that was a real bad roll. That was a deadly blow. That was a, yeah. Akron like, got out there. Just Do we have any really? party members? We have one party Loaded member. Die. Slytherin Steve Phillips, baby. And now we have two enemies. We gained a new enemy last week. Oh, who yeah. is like some yeah. ogre who can just absorb damage? Yeah, what? Yeah. Indestructible. Did he pick him? He's not indestructible. He, I don't think he's he indestructible. Flaw, but he you know, he was, he was like really loud was, or annoying or something. He was really like, annoying. He like would never let you hear the end of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. That he was like yeah. taking hits for you all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was his attitude. It was an attitude. Oh, problem. he like complained a lot. Yes. Yeah. Ow! That's yeah. a really <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's a really funny party member. So, Jones, you and who is in the band seat? Where is Ben sitting? Damiani, maybe. Uh no, uh, Brad's in the Ben seat. Oh, okay. So you and Brad will uh, draft rights and responsibilities, uh, Twitter handle, video you want to promote, oh, sure. uh, final word, and sign off. Brad, you get first pick. Video. Ooh. Jones, you get second pick. Final word. Brad, you get next. Twitter, Twitter handle or sign off. Okay, and then Jones, you get sign no, off. No, no, no. Oh, uh, I want sign off. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. And yeah, so then say. Jones gets Twitter. Twitter. Jones, you get Twitter handle. Go get it. Yeah. You can follow me at Trailer Jones. Nice. Brad, your video. Uh, check out my review of Time Spinner. The lowly Brandon Jones cut went up, uh, I think, yesterday or before a nice little Metroidvania. Nice. Check it out. Cool. Jones, final word? The last days to register to vote are drying up. Uh, we, it, we still it has not happened in California. Yet. I believe it's the 22nd here in California. Go check. Make sure you are registered also. People are having crazy things about not being registered. So go check. See what that date is. Make sure you're registered to vote. November 6th, get out to the polls. Vote. Ian, can you shut that door? Oh. We don't want the neighbors to hear. <laughs> Ian, can you shut that door? <sighs> okay. All right. Brad's loosening up. Fuck the Republic <laughs> and fuck the Senate. Fire! What do you mean you let him out? Turned out to be a koala. There we go. No, 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 no. no. Reset, reset, what? You reset. Said go. Tense. No, when I started, the, the timer went to send deploy. Sorry. Reset. I'm but sorry. You're killing the Dodgers. The Dodgers want to play for you, Hubert. Sorry. You're killing him. Right there, Hubert. Man, Bok. <laughs> it was a Bok. Take a base. Thanks. Let's stand in. Yeah. Okay. All right, we will say the word drop. When you're gonna, I got, I got it now. I'm, I was just confused. It's, no a, it's a pretty elaborate bet. It is. No longer confused. It's the bet spot. I like how your timer has an ad. There we go. Okay, so timer started. So when that hits 10, you press square. Drop. Okay. Don't Let touch it anything. But do, definitely touch it with both hands right. because. Yep. And then we're just gonna go forward. Yep. Floating down all peaceful. Huh? It's nice up here. It is. You actually <laughs> fall really slow. <laughs> Wingsuit. Mm-hmm. Coming down. Parachute's about to deploy. Okay. So slow. Oh, there's a person. Oh, you might go to the firing range. This, good for us. Yeah, this, this is going to be... This is... Whoever bet low, this is good for them. Oh, Walking boy. right into that. All right, you say go when, you know, time, when I need to start again. And going. Okay. Just holding forward. <laughs> yep. Not doing anything else. Walking straight towards this tree. It's like she adjusted a little. Yeah. Hold the timer up more. 
<laughs> Gunfire <laughs> nearby. She's going. Okay, we're outside of the collapse. <laughs> this tree oh, might be alright. Are you gonna bullseye this tree? Okay, there you go. Yeah, nice. Like dodging tackles, yeah. dude. What if this is like the perfect strat yeah, somehow? Next bet. How many trees will you run into? <laughs> That'd be That'd a pretty good one. Yeah, he's, he's walking right into a hot zone, though. Oh, yeah. Right in the fire. He's probably right? going to miss my, my mark, though. Won't be quite low. The circle's that way, so people are going to be going that way. You see this barehanded woman just walking <laughs> around in a straight line. <laughs> I'd be intimidated. Uh -oh. oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Circle time. We're gonna live forever. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll just stop after it gets to what three thirty? Is that when no. seven wins? Just keep it going. Yeah. Okay, we here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Get shot. Get shot. Come on, baby. This is my this is my wheelhouse. Nope, don't push any other buttons. Just forward, just forward. Oh, come on, there's so many guns closed. Burrito Cheetos. <laughs> but nobody's gonna check the wall. <laughs> nobody's gonna check for somebody just running against the wall. It's the perfect strategy. Come on. Come on, come on. I think we're still in the me win zone. I think we're about to hit up against this thing. Circle collapsed imminent. Get to safety. And I think we're out of the Ian win zone. No. Oh, you're right. We're going to seven. Seven minutes. Yeah, we are moving left. We are on this wall. Nice. No, it's a huge long wall. <laughs> you don't even have to wait. Yeah. Just keep it going until it actually... And we're inside the hole, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, look at this. Look at these textures. <laughs> <laughs> They're okay. They're not meant to be looked at. No. That's so funny. Certainly not meant to be looked at. Oh man. Long way for the collapse to get to us. Oh, oh that's it. We're stuck, stuck against on the something. beam over here. Yeah. Quality content. I'm still holding forward. <laughs> this is why we didn't stream this. <laughs> I think people would be loving it. Loved it actually. Yeah. <laughs> Top 50. Hey. <laughs> this, we've now done better than I did. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely had worse runs tonight for sure. <laughs> New strat. Thinking is the don't enemy. play. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't play, you can't lose. Dang it. Keep it going, though. I want to know how long it takes. Come on, guns. Circle is taking a while to get to us. It's like, it's still not even close. Someone's missing out on a free kill. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Easy even know. We're, we're a free 10 merits <laughs> that they're missing out on. She's antsy, man. She's always, like, flexing yeah. her fingers. Look at her. She's nervous. I mean, if you're gripping them that hard, you're going to yeah. need to stretch once in a while. Yeah, it's weird to stand just like that forever. We're in the top 40. God. <laughs> I feel like people are still here. Yeah. That's it, new strat. Get your gun, then just find a wall. The storm's coming for us. Yeah, it's close now. 
Because, I mean, if you got your back against the wall, like, yeah. half your, your eye line is safe. It's coming. It's still not on our map. <laughs> oh my gosh. There it there. is. Wall of death. It's coming for us. Good close-up, Johns. Yeah. I never win bets. Here it comes. Nice. Two at a time. It's so slow. Yeah, wow. Two at a time. First, uh, first, first circle. Not as damaging. Honestly, I'm scared this is what actual dying feels like. <laughs> Just, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just like we've accepted it at this point. <laughs> You see the hell down there? Yep, 100. Oh, I see, yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna make top 30. Come on. <laughs> 31, this one is more. Incredible. So we got 70 health. This is one of our better runs. <laughs> top, top 30! 30. Top 30! <laughs> Solid run, Huber. <laughs> <laughs> nice <one> job. <laughs> Out. I like all the black ops effects too. Yeah. There's something mysterious about this storm. Okay, here we go. God, Jones like bullseye if he said seven. Yeah, Jones, that's a bullseye, dude. 